You are listening to Tribe Town with your hosts, Jared Edwards and Dan Hawes. Swing and line to deep left field. It is gone! You should see the celebration out of the Indians' third base dugout. Rajay Davis. And we're underway at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario. Welcome into the Tribe Town Podcast. This is Jared Edwards running solo today. Uh, Dan is busy. He's had a busy week. He's back to work. So hopefully he will be back next week and we can bring you some more updates on the Cleveland Indians. But speaking of the Cleveland Indians, let's talk about them. And last night, the Indians managed some runs finally. Thank goodness. Somebody must have woke Joe Boo up. Probably got Serrano a live chicken, finally let him sacrifice and get these bats woken up. Because the Indians scored 10 runs, believe it or not, last night against the Detroit Tigers. It is the Tigers. I do understand that. But still, something has to break this team out of this enormous slump that they've been in. And if you don't think they're in some kind of slump, let's talk about it. Because these numbers are horribly bad, hitting-wise. So you're last in the league in batting average. People talk about uh, the Mendoza line being under 200. Well, the Cleveland Indians are hitting 196 as a team right now, which is absolutely abysmal. They would be cut if it was just one single player. Home runs, you're 27th in the league. There's 30 teams, mind you, and one of those teams being the St. Louis Cardinals have only played five games, so they shouldn't even count. So really, you should be 28th. RBIs, Indians are 25th with only 67 in 20 games. This is ridiculous. This team has had a problem with this since 2018, where they were blown out of the... the, um, stadium by the Houston Astros and you could even argue they had the problem in 2017 now they had that great 22 game winning streak in 2017 but still in the playoffs when it came down to it against the Yankees they could not hit could not bring in runs and part of the problem I think is they just can't get guys on base and even when they do get guys on base This team is 29th in stolen bases with two. Two stolen bases. The Cardinals are 30th and they have one. They've played five games. So not only do you have problems hitting the ball, on the off chance you do get somebody on base, you can't steal any bases to get anything going. They don't seem to be doing any hit and runs to get anything going. It's just mind-blowing to me that they wouldn't switch things up to try to to get something else to happen. It's like they're just waiting for something magical to happen, waiting for somebody to hit home runs, which they don't do well at all. There's three teams worse than them at hitting home runs in the whole league. They've struggled to put sacrifice bunts down in situations. Now, they did have that uh, extra innings game against Chicago where – 
uh, Delino DeShields Jr. was able to execute a beautiful bunt, and they put the suicide squeeze on to score Ramirez. So why wouldn't they do that more often to try to produce runs? I get it. Nobody likes to give away outs. But you have to score score runs to win games. Now, they have a decent on-base percentage at 305, which I say decent. Maybe decent compared to the other abysmal numbers of this offense. But the only reason you have that is they do get walked a lot. Especially Carlos Santana, who has 26 walks on the season in 20 games, and the next closest person has 19. I mean, for whatever reason, they're not pitching to Carlos Santana, and it's because nobody else on the damn team can hit. The one thing that could be a saving grace going forward is there is a guy right now who is just destroying the ball for the Cleveland Indians. And that is one, Franimil Franmil Reyes. The guy is on a hot streak like you wouldn't believe. He's on a seven-game hitting streak right now. And in that seven games, in that seven games, he's hitting 538 with 14 hits, two home runs, nine RBI. If you could get one other guy on somewhat of a hot streak while he's going like this, there is no reason why this team couldn't win five, six, seven, eight, nine games in a row. And especially when they're coming up on their the bad part of the schedule here, you got three games against Detroit, who, by the way, they've beaten 19 straight times, which is a record for the Indians against one team. Then you got Pittsburgh coming up, and Pittsburgh is equally as bad as the Indians in hitting. And with the Indians pitching staff going as well as they are going right now, this could be a stretch where the Indians can uh, elevate themselves away from the rest of the division. I mean, they're not too far behind Minnesota right now. Minnesota is a game and a half above them. So if they can go on a stretch here, you could potentially have the division lead going back into a series against Minnesota, which would be very nice. So let's talk about this Indians pitching staff because as bad as the Indians hitting has been, the pitching staff has been the exact opposite. The pitching staff has been phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. The starters in general, right now, the Indians are number two in ERA with a 2.69 ERA. They're trailing only the Dodgers, and the Dodgers pitching staff right now is second to none. My goodness, all those young kids coming up from the Dodgers are just ridiculous. I mean, these the, those cats throw 100 miles an hour like it's nothing, and they'll do it into the fifth and sixth inning, which is insane. Now, the Indians don't have that kind of firepower in those in their rotation, But what the Indians do concentrate on is tunneling. And if you don't know what tunneling is, tunneling in baseball is when a pitcher tries to throw their pitches from the exact same arm angle so they look exactly the same until the last possible second before the batter sees it. And that's what the Indians pitching coaches try to do. And this dated back all the way to when Corey Kluber was coming up. So they found out how well Corey Kluber did at this. They worked with him to do this. And that's why you see Shane Bieber coming up, who's doing 
so well. That's why you see Savali doing the same thing. That's why you see Carrasco making improvements. That's why you see Polisak and Clevenger doing the same thing. They're also second in K's, the Indians pitching staff, with 209. Only Cincinnati has more. Cincinnati has 230 strikeouts right now, and that's mind-boggling to me. (coughs) Because Cincinnati, you would never think, man, this Cincinnati pitching staff is something else. But they are pitching unbelievably well. Sonny Gray is leading the league in strikeouts, which is bonkers to me. But he's been great this year. Whip, they're number one in. Well, they're number two, but they should be number one in because number one's the Cardinals, and like I said before, they played five freaking games. They should not even be on this list, but they're still included in the Major League rankings right now. So, the Indians are second with .99, not even one. And batting average against, the Indians should be number one. Tied with the Dodgers at 202, but they're not because the Cardinals, who have played five games, are beating both of them. But that doesn't matter. The Indians right now have one of the best pitching staffs that has been in baseball in 30 years since the 90s Braves. So let's just hope that going forward, this Cleveland Indians hitting can be at least league average. Because if this team was hitting league average, the Cleveland Indians would be the number one team in baseball right now. Probably with about a 15-5 and record. Instead, their hitting is abysmal and they're second in their division. But that all could change going forward. And I will tell you why right after this. Welcome back to Tribe Town. This is Jared Edwards just solo today as uh, Dan Hawes will be back next week. So when we left, I was talking about how this Cleveland Indians pitching staff is now in jeopardy of not being as good as they were because you had two of your starters who have done very well this year, Zach Plesak and Mike Clevenger, for whatever reason decided to go out after Plesak's start against Chicago because he has friends there. So both of them go out to dinner with these friends. They go back to this friend's house. They both break MLB protocol at the team hotel in returning past curfew, which was 10 o'clock. An MLB security officer... Catches Plesak, tells the Indians, the Indians send Plesak back to Cleveland on a, with a car the next day. Mike Clevenger doesn't tell anybody, flies back on the team plane with everybody else, and then tells people back when he's back in Cleveland. So you have these two absolute knuckleheads, for whatever reason, just had to go out just had to go to their buddy's house and absolutely had to break curfew. And they have to risk already a small season where they're both now going to miss multiple starts because now they've both been optioned to go down to uh, Lake County. So now you don't have either of them for at least 10 days. 
and what could be more. So get used to maybe having, I don't know, Logan Allen as a starting pitcher. You're going to have Plutko start now, which Plutko has pitched decent this year already. But Logan Allen hasn't started the game since last season. So who knows what you're going to get with him. I just do not understand the selfishness of these guys. Oh, and on top of everything, Mr. Zach Plesak decides to release a six-minute video on his Instagram where guess who he blames? The media. Of course. Of course it's the media's fault. Yeah, Zach. The media are the ones that made you go out with your friend. The media are the ones that made you break, break team curfew. No, it wasn't your decision because why would it be? Because apparently somebody was forcing you to do this. Now I understand you're a young guy, you're a young pitcher in the major leagues, and you're successful, and you want to go out with your buddies and impress them. Good for you. You want to go out with your buddies to dinner, go back to their house, and bet on opening packs of baseball cards? That's more important than your teammates? Hell no. Get out of here. That, and in his video, he says... The most important thing is my teammates and family, and all I want to do is win. Well, you're not going to freaking win in Lake County, not even playing on a Major League Baseball team. How can you sit there and preach in your car driving around like you know what the hell is going on? And you're saying you're blaming the media, telling the media that they're making you look like a bad guy. No, you're making yourself look like an absolute idiot saying, oh, you just you just can't stay home all day. Well, you didn't stay home all day. You pitched in a game. And then you went out and broke curfew. You didn't sit in a house all day. Now, I understand that can be difficult, but excuse me, son, you're playing a sport for a living. You're living the American dream, and you're going to go bash the media? No. No. Now, you've not only jeopardized your team, you've not only jeopardized a man on your pitching staff that had leukemia last year. You've not only jeopardized him, you've jeopardized Terry Francona, a guy who missed that trip to Chicago because he had intestinal problems. He has a history of heart problems. And you're going to go do this and be selfish? Both of them. I know I'm focusing on Plesak here, but that's because he came out and made himself look like 10 times the jackass by making this stupid-ass Instagram video. I mean, my goodness, Mike Clevenger should give the guy $500 because nobody's really talking about Clevenger now. They're just talking about what an idiot Plesak is. You make the mistake, that's one thing. What you don't do is compound that mistake and make it 10 times worse by releasing this dumb video. Now, Chris Antonetti and Terry Francona both came out and said, you know what, I think he regrets it. And I think he would do it differently if he could do it over again. Well, you know what, you can't. And I will tell you what, if I'm the Cleveland Indians and I'm Mike Chernoff, the GM right now, I package a deal for both of them. I, I trade both of them and get me a freaking bat. Get me a bat that will help 
lead this team to the World Series because you're dealing with an issue in hitting that you have not been able to do in the past four years. Since 2016, this team has not been able to hit the ball well. They'll go on spurts where they hit the ball well, but it's been a consistent problem since then. Pitching has been excellent since then. Pitching is phenomenal here. Get rid of these two guys who, even though they'll tell you they care about the team, actions speak exponentially louder than words, and your actions prove that, number one, you don't care about winning, because if you did, you are a giant part of this team moving forward. And if you cared about winning, you wouldn't be going out with your friends afterwards. Or you know what? Hey, guess what? Go out with your friends afterward and don't break freaking curfew. If you don't break curfew, nobody hears about this. But you can't tell me that your number one thing is winning. When you do this, obviously you don't care about winning. Obviously you don't care about your teammates as much as you care about going out with six of your friends in Chicago. Do not lie to the people because they will always call your bluff. Trade these two guys right now. It could be an unpopular opinion. Make a trade, package a deal for Clevenger and Plesak because these are two top pitchers right now. These two pitchers should be able to get you a major league hitter right now and get me at least the top prospect, top hitting prospect in your organization and probably a pitching prospect. Even if you don't want to package both of them, hell, one of them will get you a pretty damn good hitter right now. And if you gave them to other teams, two different teams, you could get two great hitters probably. Because these guys right now prove that they do not care about the team. I don't care what they say in their Instagram posts. I don't care what they say in their apologies. Everybody has perfect hindsight, without a doubt. But you don't see the older guys on this team. You don't see Francisco Lindor going out and hanging out with one of his best friends, Javier Baez in uh, Chicago, who plays for the Cubs. You don't see him going out with him afterwards and staying out till 10 o'clock. No, because he's a damn responsible human being. I mean, this had me fired up for the past week. And I absolutely cannot believe the neglect of these two men. Do I like to stay at home? No. Do I wish I could go out to a bar and hang out with some buddies of mine? Absolutely. But guess what? I'm a damn responsible human being and I'm not doing that. Number one, because my girlfriend, she bitches at me if I do. And number two, there are people that I work with every day who... If I were to infect them, possibly their family members could die and it could be my fault. And I think about that. I don't go to bars. I order takeout from restaurants. I've had opportunities to go to parties that I have had to miss because of this stupid pandemic. And I'm not a baseball player. I work in a freaking warehouse. I'm not a baseball player out there living my dream every freaking day. I'm just a normal dude, and I can abide by these rules. And then they want to sit here, not them, excuse me, Plesak wants to sit here and blame the media. No. 
eat your poop sandwich and be happy with it and say, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I've, I screwed up. I'm dumb. I'm willing to do anything to make it up to my teammate and get me back up to playing at the major league level. You know what? I'll work hard every freaking day to get my way up there. That's what Clevenger's saying. But Plesak is coming out here blaming the media. And for that, I trade him tomorrow. I Like I said, I'll package a deal for Clevenger. I'll package a deal for Plesak. Get me some hitting. We have pitching. Get me some hitting. And that's my rant for the day. Mike Chernoff, I challenge you to package a deal to get rid of these guys and get this team some much-needed bats because your team has struggled for the past three seasons with trying to hit the damn ball. Pitching is excellent. The pitching has always been excellent here. We need hitting. You cannot win without scoring runs, and this team is proving that more than anything right now. So with that, it's just a short episode this week. Jared Edwards flying solo here on the Tribe Town Podcast. Everybody take care out there and go Tribe.